0: Cash, Color, Cannabis, high-level conversation mm. on TV sponsored by the Georgia Hemp Company. And if you were watching us on Live, you did hear me in my normal rant about how I think Allen Iverson cannot survive in today's league. I I ain't going to say survive. Like, he could definitely ball. But the AI we saw, I don't see how that exists against the players he created. Like, I don't see that. you talking about dudes who are, like, again, you talk six four, six five. 6'4", 6'5". Some dudes 6'7", playing the point right now. Same speed, same ups, bigger. More length, like this is just a rap for him. Like you gotta come off the bench. You gotta be at Isaiah Thomas. He he had a problem with coming off the bench though. Oh, he had a problem coming off the bench in the league. You know what I'm saying? Like don't ever forget this man left the league because they wanted him to come off the bench. Like he got he he went to Memphis, said I'm gonna come off the bench. Got to Memphis, sat on the bench and said, Nope. <laughs> nope, I'm going to Turkey. 80 points in Europe. Hey
1: man. <laughs> Carmelo Anthony going through that same issue right Yeah, now.
0: Carmelo Anthony, another one Yo, after a while, you actually kind of You you morph to the point where you 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 push yourself out the lead Like, what Carmelo Anthony do right now from a scoring perspective You put a lot of people on Like, no, you're not supposed to be 6'10 and doing what you're doing But also, now, it's like, shit, we got a ton of them You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a ton of you It's not a mid-range game anymore Uh-uh, uh-uh, and the shit you can't do is now being fucking It's, it's magnified same thing with AI. The shit you can't do would be magnified now, but anyway. <laughs>
1: Who's D-Horton, man? <laughs> What's good with it, man? Thank you for having me. No problem.
0: I get into basketball conversations.
1: Now I love basketball. Yeah. I'm a basketball fanatic. All right. Um, but I'm D-Horton, man, a.k.a. Day the Rapper, your All favorite right. rapper, you feel me? All right. All I'm, right. I'm a lyricist. Yes. Um, you know, a conscious rapper, if you will. I'm cool with that. I don't mind that. That's what's Turner. up My man, he 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 owned that tag He said I'm a conscious
0: rapper Yeah, yeah, I don't mind at all Ain't nothing wrong with yeah. it, man that, Hey, well, At least you know your lane, man For sure That's what's up So, um, you know, I know a little bit of your backstory, man Shout mm-hmm. out to my man Scotty ATL for introducing me Matter of fact, it was Scotty. a phone call last week He hit me yes, on the phone it was like, man, D-Horton That's, That's right, my got dog, you.
1: man, for sure I got you, I got you, Scotty Man, talk to us about how you found yourself into music, though uh, So, I started music probably 2012 Okay Um I was going into my junior year in college, my sophomore year in college. Now, when we were talking about 2012. Was Instagram around then? Instagram was like, that was probably the year I started my Instagram. Because we were having
0: that debate earlier. We were trying to figure out this dude, by the time he went to jail, was Instagram
1: out. And I was like, 2012? I'm not sure. Nah, I, I mean, I was definitely Twitter page was starting around that time. Gotcha, gotcha. So Instagram might have been like 2004. Fourteen, got you. 13, 14. So this might
0: have been a time when Twitter was still connected to MySpace. There you go. <laughs> it might be. It might actually be that time. That all happened. I feel old as hell now, right? That, I still got a MySpace page. Me? I never deleted it. MySpace. You know what's funny? If I Google mines every once in a while, I just to get Throwback Thursday pictures. Nah, I, I never deleted my MySpace page. I don't think you can at this point, <laughs> man. Like I, I found, like I said, I just type in my name and I'm looking like, damn, my MySpace page. Is man.
1: I was lying by my age and everything. That's shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so as far as yeah. st- my music career, uh, I was an athlete. I played football at Mississippi State and Jackson okay. State. I played cornerback. Um, and I uh, suffered a or career-altering or career injury. I uh, just brought me to a fork in the road. I had to decide whether I was going to rehab and work hard. And uh, if this was really even my dream, you know, my NFL dreams were, were – Far before the injury So post injury You know I was looking at Uphill battle And so you know I decided that I just wanted to focus On my education And then you go from 4.30 in the morning to nine thirty, ten o'clock when study hall is over with, being an athlete yeah. all day to yeah. literally just having to go to class, and I just found myself having too much time to think about like what could have been with football. Let me tell you, I didn't do it on the D
0: one level; I did it on a lower level. But mm-hmm. I feel you that that's a that's a transition because I remember when I stopped playing basketball. That's the whole like you get used to that routine, especially if you do it over a long period of time. Right. So our daily but,
1: our daily routine was four thirty in the morning. We had to go work out with Coach Baylor. Shout out Coach Baylor. Um. And then this is Coach Mullins' first year. He's Florida football coach now. Yeah, but this is his moments. first year at Mississippi State. Yeah. So we're setting the setting the tone. Baylors kick our ass from 4 to 6 7 go eat breakfast. Class is at 8 to like 1. Meet is at 2.30. Practice, dinner, study hall. Do it same thing 4.30 the next day. And then you just done now. And then you just
0: done <laughs> now you got now you got a new routine. And man. I mean
1: I was having I was doing I was going through a hard because rehabbing my ACL, I was going through like depression, not, you know. Not having ball, I think I might have gone through a breakup at the time, so I wasn't even going to classes. I was just scared. I think I had, I didn't even tell my parents. I took the next semester off and just was like sitting in my house, is basically facing depression because I mean, it's honestly most kids when they get a scholarship uh, to a D one school, people they don't understand the pressure that comes with that yeah. from your city, yeah, yeah, from your high school, from the, school, from the, from the school yeah. and the fans, yeah. So you know, it was a lot to deal with an 18, 19 year old kid, you know. Yeah. So
0: well, you might you mashed through that, man, and you you fa- you found a way to turn it into into some music. Thank God, yeah. Thank God, yeah. So at what point did the music hit you? Where you was like, all right, so this is about this is where
1: I'm going to transition from football to. Um. So I had homies. I wasn't even interested in doing the music. I I just always been a fanatic, you know, like a Eminem, Nas, Andre 3000 fanatic, Tupac. Yeah. Big into like the super super lyricists The people who would use the words I had to go look up sometimes yeah. I was big into that So I was always writing music Writing poetry Writing books uh, I never thought I would be rapping uh, I just had a homie A mutual friend uh, Who had a studio in his room And all my partners was like Man come to the studio Come to the studio And uh I just went And probably like Four or five months after that I found myself being in the studio by myself hmm. So you know Normally, it's, it's something that you had to think about, but when it was coming that natural for me, where I was, like, finding myself in there, for, you know, just by myself for no reason, I was like, oh, this must be what I need to do.
0: Word, word, Fell man. in love with it. Well, that music definitely took you places, man, because I know it caught the eye of my man Scotty ATL. I told for you sure. how Scotty actually hit me on the line, like, a right. couple of days ago and said, yo, I need to introduce you to my man D. Horton. Absolutely. How would you link up with Scotty in the first place?
1: Scotty's uh, creative director, Joe Dent. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and I are from the same city, same okay. street, actually. Hughes Road in Columbus, Mississippi. And uh, he's, a, he's older. So coming up, I don't know if we've crossed paths. We might have mutual friends or, or something like that. But, um, you know, once my name started to become prevalent with the music scene, obviously we're from a small city, 25,000 people. Of course he heard about me. And uh, when I moved out here, I just reached out to anybody I could because I felt like, you know, I had run my circuit in Mississippi. I had toured 3 years straight independently and um you know that's only uh so many platforms you have to perform and to get yourself heard so when I came to Atlanta I knew I probably would have to start over and I just wanted to give myself the best chance of of meeting the right people by linking up connecting with anybody I knew so I reached out to Joe and every other name I could find and I mean he he basically came to me with with the big brother mentality immediately because he saw the potential I had and um and then from there, we just built an organic relationship with him, the Cool Club, and Scotty, and, you know, started going on the road and opening up for him, and it just built from there.
0: Word. You know, um, a lot of times I've, I've, I've heard other artists say how difficult it is to to be signed and work with another artist. Right. Um, and, you know, even with Scotty, Scotty's a different breed. You know, he, he lives by stream, so I'm pretty sure that he, that he puts a lot of pressure on a lot of people. Uh, what's it like working with an act like Scotty, and what have you taken from him since you started working with him?
1: Well, so I don't, I don't uh, necessarily subscribe to the cliche about uh, you know, I'm a, I, I like to consider myself the most coachable athlete there ever was, okay. And I played quarterback all my life, and so you know, I'm, I pretty much assume the role of, co- of coach on the field. And um, because of that, my, my, my stepfather was a football coach as well. Mm-hmm. I just don't take criticism personally, yeah. It's not if someone comes to me and say, Okay, well, you know, you need to put more time in the studio, it's not going to hurt my feelings because ultimately I believe that his goals and my goals coincide, he's an independent guy. He understands the ins and outs of independence he respects me uh wanting to remain independent and um and again you know I, I looked I looked at it spiritually yeah. it wasn't forced I didn't like have to go jump through over a, a bridge or through hula hoops to, to link with him you know it kind of happened to where it was almost difficult not to link with them yeah. and because of that I felt like God aligned it.
0: Hi, right, that's what's up, man. Um, I, let's talk about Lighthouse. You know, I know that's a new project that's about, that's about to drop. Um, what's the vibes that we catching from, from Lighthouse, and who are some of the producers you work with?
1: So, Lighthouse is out. It came out on 616. Uh, that's Tupac's birthday. Oh, so it already dropped. I thought yeah. that recently yeah, yeah, dropped. My no, bad. No, no, no. It's cool, it's cool. Okay, so. Um, so, I mixed it up a little bit. I have an in-house producer who I've started my career with, KT. Um, he's on there a couple of times, and um, he and Joe executive produced the album uh but then i you know working with scotty him wanting to you know help me diversify my sound and build it to a sound that's marketable for radio platforms and different avenues like that uh we reached out to he you know helped me with the beat selection and the track selection we got uh Cato is on there um luke crowder from birmingham alabama is on there uh Tay Beats From um, West Point Mississippi is actually a homeboy of mine I I didn't even know He was producing So you pulled out Of Mississippi I pulled out out Basically you know People who I felt like Deserved You know much like myself Have put in the work in And might not have The platform You know any chance I can to highlight People like that Yeah I'll try my best to.
0: Let me tell you, you know, one thing we, we miss a lot about when we talk about the South coming up is, in the music wise is is Mississippi. You know what I'm saying? Besides crooked letters and crit and shouts my my, my brother Son, you know what I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of talent coming out of Mississippi. Do you Absolutely. feel like we 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 bypass, you know what I'm saying, Mississippi when it comes to looking for when we come when it comes to um Southern rap and, and, and shining a light on southern southern rap, like we, we bypass what happened what's happening in Mississippi?
1: I mean that's a that's a I battle with that question mm. Because I know how many people work hard To not include Mississippi Personally yeah. So I don't know if I think if you look If you highlight it If you truly highlight The greats In music and in hip hop in, Specifically All their roots will go back to Mississippi Snoop Dogg yeah, yo, Nate Dogg right. yeah, Brandy Ray yeah. J Pee Wee Longway Rick Ross um, I mean you know it's a pride thing. I think that once people become more proud of being from Mississippi, yeah. then the, the recognition that's due will be there because people have, you know, gone and done things that never, probably never be achieved again. Yeah. And they're from Mississippi. You just don't know it, facts, man. Let's talk about the weed game, man. Mm. So
0: you you use a D one athlete. Um, you know, go, going through the being being going through an athlete, I do I do I do get how you're gonna get drug tested. You get you get watched over a whole right. lot. Were you were you consuming while you were playing, or did you when did you when did you start getting into consuming? Uh, again, man,
1: um, I was always aware of the weed culture. You know, mm-hmm. I come from a family um, who are, is pretty open. Yeah about things like that, and uh, I just was disciplined. I had no problems with my teammates who smoked weed. I didn't feel like they were less accountable. Mm. Then uh, I just didn't think that I could manage it, you know, timing myself, yeah. you know, because, you know, it's for me, it was more so once I went through, suffered my injury, and I was going through, I mean, it was literally the worst pain I ever felt in my life tearing my ACL. Uh, I didn't just want to be popping pills all day. Yeah. And I just was like, well, what can I do other than just taking Vicodin, lower tabs? Yeah. Like all day, yeah. I'm like, no, nah, I don't know if that, I, it, I wasn't feeling right. No, I feel you're not you're not alone
0: because even today when I was, um, you know, people hit me about um, Gronkowski today. You know, he jumped into the CBD game. He's not alone. You know, shout out to my brother Marvin Washington from the New York Jets. I know that he's deep in CBDs. There's I a would, lot of athletes, you know, saying especially um professional football players who right, are now leaning towards trying to find alternative
1: medicines. I would argue that athletes are actually at the forefront, and I don't know that I should say that, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. By me being an athlete yeah. and now being a rapper, I know that you want to you? Yeah, yeah. I know that uh, behind closed doors, Steven Jackson, oh, you Matt got, Barnes. Bro, you ain't got to tell me. I, you
0: know, matter of fact, Matt Barnes invited me to his weed party. Football, I mean, you ain't got and current me, players
1: as well. I, I definitely would never name current players, but players that are not, players that have retired will tell you that they smoked during games sometimes so
0: so we learned that last year during 420 when they did that roundtable on Bleacher Report yeah you learned a lot of athletes literally spoke during during that uh so what's next for you
1: music wise man what can we expect from you coming down the pipeline so uh Scotty and I <laughs> are um putting together a a, a string of shows mm-hmm. starting September 6th at uh Smith's Old Bar uh we have tickets for those tickets for those are available um And during that time, I just want to create music in this mindset that I'm in now. You know, obviously, I spent a a lot of my time just being very eclectic with my process. Sometimes it's me and the engineer, me and the producer sitting in there all alone. I don't want anybody to come in. I wrote these real deep, um, very poised, conscious narratives about society. And I just got to a point where, you know, I felt like I was drowning myself. And, and, you know, I want to get in a position where I'm actually telling my story and I want to I- invite people, you know, know, to know more about my other side and just what I feel like is, is, is wrong with society. Facts, man. So, you know, I'm just using the opportunity Scotty's provided me to be around other producers, be in different environments. I'm more in the club now than I've ever been in my life. You know, so... It's different vibrations in there than it is when I'm just sitting on my beanbag and high writing music looking out the window. Word. All
0: right, last one for you, bro. Um, when it's
1: all said and done, what do you want to be remembered for the most when it comes to the music? Uh, definitely my intelligence. Um, you know, I, I feel like there's been a, a plethora of articulate individuals in hip hop KRS1, Nasir, Andre 3000, mm-hmm. um, Jay Z, Tupac, who uh, might have been overlooked for their literal prowess. Mm-hmm. These people are on the same in the same light of as uh, Langston Hughes, Fantastic. Maya Angelou.
0: Bro, I call it perfect poetry. So, Nas is perfect poetry to me. Like if you break down Illmatic, that's poetry. That like, you can write that out, in, in, in and yeah. that could be a book they
1: teach. I argue like Illmatic, College Dropout, and Pimple Butterfly. Are my three top three. Bro, that's hard body, man. We gotta discuss top threes another day, man. man. Right. <laughs> For me personally, yeah. top three. Yeah, that's what it
0: is, boy Well, Horton, I appreciate you coming through um, Absolutely, man Before we fade out, let people know how they can find you online If they
1: can um, catch up with the music I know you got a website Let right.
0: me know where we can t- touch base with you For
1: sure, man um, God bless Thank you guys for having me, man The energy is great You can find me on Instagram and Twitter At KS underscore D Horton mm-hmm. Spelled like Horton, here's a who uh, Daytherapper.com yeah. Spelled all correct You can go get the album It's also available on all streaming platforms yeah. um, Again, we have a show it's Friday, September 6th. That's next Friday at Smith's Old Bar here in Atlanta. Craziest show. Scotty got a crazy show. I got surprises, man, you know. And I like to connect to the people. So if you reach out, I'd like to reach back.
0: Word life, man. I appreciate you for coming through, my G. God bless. Thank you, man. Uh, th- no doubt. And that's Cash Color Campus, a high level of conversation, sponsored by the Georgia Hemp Company.